Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today. In today's show, we're going to look at why going bigger is better in real estate investing. My guest in this episode is Robert Martinez. Robert is the CEO of Rockstar Capital, an investment and multifamily property management firm specializing in the acquisition and management of value-add opportunities in Texas. Currently, the portfolio consists out of 3,699 units across 21 communities. As the CEO and founder, Robert directs the investment strategy, sources the investment capital, and secures the appropriate financing. I have launched another podcast, that's correct, Cashflow Investing Secrets. It's a shorter show, 10 minutes or less, where I share one concept at a time that I've learned on my journey and from interviewing over 500 Cashflow Ninjas. You could go to iTunes and or any other podcast platform and search Cashflow Investing Secrets and you'll find us. Or you could head on over to your favorite video platform and also just type in Cashflow Investing Secrets and you will find us. Savvy investors know that in order for the miracle of compounding interest to work, it's magic, you have to be constantly invested in all stages of the economic cycle. So the question then becomes, how do you find solid investments when the stock market is close to all-time highs and everything else just seems so inflated? That's where our friends at ASIM Capital come in. Since 2011, ASIM has helped more than 300 accredited investors allocate more than $25 million to mobile home parks, self-storage, and workforce housing due to their ability to perform well during economic recessions. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to asymcapital.com. That's A-S-Y-M capital.com to get instant access to their investment offerings. MC Lobsher, the creator of the Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Coach at Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate infinite banking with their business and investments. To learn how you can create your own banking system to turbocharge your investments and business in 30 days or less, go to yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Robert, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you, MC? Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, great to connect and excited to have you on and excited to, to jump into our conversation. Robert, before we jump into our conversation, could you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Sure. My name is Robert Martinez. I own a company called Rockstar Capital Management. Um, I am an entrepreneur, but basically I, I operate multifamily investments. Um, I, um, like everybody else, I went to school, got good grades and thought my job was to get a good job and run there for the next 40 some years. And retire thinking that a million dollars or a million and a half dollars or two million dollars in the bank was going to be enough off some sort of 401k IRA plan. And anybody who's worked in corporate America realizes that you don't really have control of your, of your uh, financial path. And when that's going to happen, your employer does. That's why it takes 40 years. Right. And because, you know, in, in corporate world, the rules change on you. I was a, I was a salesman. I, I have an engineering degree. Um, and I got involved in oil and gas here in Houston, Texas. And, being in sales, you know, you make some pretty good years. You know, I was always a six-figure income earner, 
but the number, the amount of, that I made every year changed because something would always happen at the corporate, at the higher level, at the upper management level, management change, uh, uh, ownership change, something would always happen. And somebody wants to come in and tinker with everybody's sales plans. And once that's happened to you two or three times, you realize the game. You realize that you don't have control of your financial future. Somebody else does. And so I started to get into um, looking for different ways to maybe su first supplement that income, right? I thought I could maybe buy a car wash or buy a coin operated uh, laundromat or, or water vending machine. And one day during my lunch break, I remember uh, uh, I sat down, I didn't have a, a sales appointment, somebody canceled or something. And I just was in the parking lot. Uh, and I, I sat there and I turned on the radio and I listened to a real estate talk show. And I got really hooked. I started listening to it. And every day I was listening to it. Every month I listened to it. it. Took me about a year, maybe a little longer before I had the, the courage to finally go and get involved in this real estate club. And I got exposed to single family houses and multifamily real estate. And within that, I uh, was able to network and grow. Um, that was in 2007. Um, I started a company with with another uh, uh, with somebody that I networked there, and we I got I was the operating arm of a ten property portfolio that operated two thousand units. Um, I uh, ended that relationship in 2011, and in 2011 I started Rockstar Capital, um, which is a investment in uh, apartment management firm that we have here in Houston. Um, today we've got three thousand six hundred ninety nine units that we manage spread across twenty one. Community, communities in Texas uh, have with an asset value of 335 million. Uh, and we're really good at what we do. You know, since 2011, we've won 17 city, state, and national apartment association awards. Um, recently, I was uh, uh, recognized as the national independent owner of the year. Um, it's the second time and the only person to have won that twice. Um, uh, we were on the uh, Houston Business Journal uh, Fast 100, ranked 15 fastest growing in, uh, in, tech, in Houston. And uh, very, very recently, I was recognized as one of the most admired CEOs in Houston. So we've got a very proud heritage at Rockstar Capital. Uh, we play to win. Yeah, no, it's super impressive. What have, what has been some of the 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 key things that you will uh, that well that contributed to the the growth and the rapid expansion for you guys? I think number one, I think everybody has to have a reason for doing it and you got to be really happy. And I recognize that my sales background was great, but I wasn't happy doing what I was doing. I can make a living. I can make six figures, um, but it wasn't, it was low six figures. It wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't really giving me the rewards that I wanted and I wanted something different. And um, I, I read a lot of books. I listened to a lot of podcasts. I listened to a lot of social media influences and I've learned that, man, if you're not happy doing it, you're never going to hit your true potential. You're never going to hit your true um, path in life. And I fell into real estate. I realized right away that this was something I was really good at and I really enjoyed it. And, and you know, but more than anything, I think that I have an, you know, I guess the popular term today is emotional intelligence. I think I have a really, a really high level of that um, because I surround myself what looks to be like, you know, diamonds in the rough. But it's just people that I, I identify with, people that have heart. I don't need the, mo the most talented or smartest guy in the room. I need the guy that's got the most heart. Because the guy with the most heart is not going to quit on you when times get tough. They're not going to quit on you when the situation isn't in your favor. And they're going to stay there, you know, and, and they're going to help you figure it out. And I think that's been the biggest key is that I've been able to identify talent, but through heart first, and then you train the skill set, and then you, you're off to the races. What has been some of the things that um, you uh, did in establishing a culture and this culture for growth, for team building? I'm glad you mentioned that because Rockstar is full of culture. I think it's very simple. 
I, I, I have the mind, and I, I didn't know this. I, I read this somewhere. I think Jim Rohn or someone else has has said this in the past, but I didn't know it was just inherent with me. You know, my, my dad was a builder of teams uh, uh, during, during his work work career. And I guess that just kind of transitioned into me genetically or, you know, just by osmosis or, or something. But the ability to understand how people think and to build a team. And I think the number way to build a team is through trust. And you have to ask them, what is it that you want? And then you have to make it important to you to help them get that. And I believe that if you help enough people get what they want, they're going to help you get what you want. And that's how you build a team. You build it through culture. You build it through caring with each other. Because I realize, you know what, I'm going to get to the top of the mountain. I know that. But I don't want to get there alone. I don't want to get there without anybody to tell the stories with on how we got there. Nobody to pat on the back and laugh and cry with and like, remember this, remember that. Remember when we were here? Like, who wants to play alone? Nobody wants to play ball alone. Nobody wants to play jacks alone. You want to do it with a team. And I reckon, I think that was just inherent in me to recognize that I want to help people. And I think unknowingly at the time, they helped you back. And as now as an older guy in my mid forties, I recognize that that was our difference is that our, my, my ability to just ask, what can I do to help you turn into what we have today? Yeah, fantastic. What were some of the biggest lessons that you've learned? Because you guys scaled pretty quickly to uh, $335 million in in real estate. What were some of the things that you learned on the journey? What were some of the mistakes that you made that you could share with listeners uh, so that they don't repeat the same mistakes? Well, I guess that's it, right? It's the mistakes. You don't don't learn any lessons from winning all the time. Mm -hmm. You learn lessons from winning. Your success tomorrow comes from that loss today if you're paying attention because nobody likes to lose, right? And you figure out what happened, why did that occur, and what can I do different? And you win tomorrow, right? And so I think, you know, going on, a lot of it, especially when you're starting your own company for the first time, you know, when you're having to make payroll, when you're having to, you're the guy in charge. It's a lot of stress and responsibility, you know? And it's not for everybody, for sure. But if it is for you, you got to believe in yourself. And I think early on, I was inspired when somebody said I couldn't do it without them. And that motivated me to do it. But I did it very slowly. I did it one deal at a time, one deal in 2010, one deal in 2011, one deal in 2012, one deal in 2013. And they were all in the range between 100 to 120, 130 units. And then I decided, you know what? We're really good at this, right? Because what we do is we buy apartment complexes and we inject capital. We put money into the property because there's a value add component, whether that's replacing the air conditions, whether that's, you know, uh, improving the staff, imp- um, adding processes, improving the software, you're doing something to make the property better than how you found it. And that increases the value. And we got so good at it that we were able to do it. We've done it now 12 times where we can buy a property and within a 36 to 40 month period, refinance cash out and through cash flow, quarterly cash flows and this big refinance event, return 100% of the investor's capital. And after doing that, I think three or four times, I realized, man, I'm really good at this. Why, why, why aren't I pushing our group, right? Because it's my, it's my job. It's, I'm the, no one's going to push but me. I've got to be the one that's going to push us to, to the new highs. And I decided that, you know, in 2014, it's like, why are we buying more? So we went from buying one deal a year from 2010 to 2013 to buying four in 2014. But they were still smaller. They were in that 100-unit range. I just bought four of those. I'm like, why am I doing that? That's just a lot of work when I can buy bigger units. And we bought two deals in 2015. They were larger. And then I really liked that. In 2016, we bought four deals. Three of them were large. One was smaller. 
right? And then 2017, two more big deals. In 2018, I think we bought uh, three deals. And now we're, we're booming right now. I mean, we've done, we've done over 100 million in real estate transactions in the last 12 months, you know, and we're, because we trust our stuff now. We, we gain confidence. But I look back at those early days and I ask myself, man, how much different could it have been if I had more belief in me? You know, if you follow me on social media and it's under the apartment rockstar, either on Facebook or on or on Instagram or on YouTube, right, where you can talk, where you can see our daily uh, uh, video log of our journey to 10,000 units. I posted a video today or a meme this morning, and that meme showed two properties that I purchased in 2010, 2011 led to the acquisition of seven more properties. And that happened because I was able to pull all the cash out through a refinance event in 36 months that paid for the next deal a couple years later. So essentially planting your seed today and reaping, reaping the harvest for years to come. So two deals turn into nine deals, right? And I, and I asked myself, man, what if I would have done three deals or four deals? Well, instead of just buying one deal a year in 2010, one deal a year in 2011, what if I bought three? in 2010 and four in 2011 when the market was very different man i would, we would have a lot more today so you know I, I i think the point of what i'm saying is to trust yourself you're gonna have a lot of a lot of naysayers and a lot of doubters out there and it's because you're exposing their own weakness because they're afraid to do what you're about to do and they don't want you to do it because it makes them feel bad right so trust yourself follow your own map you're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is the show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Kings, queens, and royal families, along with the nobility and ultra-rich, have warehoused and stored their wealth for centuries in gold and silver, art, land, and real estate. These assets have stood the test of time through centuries and have been a great place to preserve and protect their wealth. Like gold, silver, land, and real estate, art has been around for centuries and will be around for many, many more centuries. That's why the ultra-rich will continue to invest in art and preserve their wealth in art. While the S&P declined 5.1% in 2018, the art market returned 10.6% and was called the best investment of 2018 by the Wall Street Journal. Masterworks is the first company to allow investors to buy shares of great blue-chip art masterpieces by artists like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol. You can get set up on their platform at cashflowninja.com forward slash art. My friend Dave Zook from The Real Asset Investor says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. The Real Asset Investor team creates value for investors looking for higher yield returns from ATM machines and self-storage investments. Their syndications offer attractive investment opportunities that produce strong cash flow, equity growth, huge tax incentives. They are truly passive and managed by a world-class team. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the Real Estate Investor offers, such as their ATM and self storage syndications, please visit cashflowninja.com forward slash Real Asset Investor. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is a show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. 
Now let's return to our interview. What type of properties do you guys purchase and in in, in you're interested in? What markets are you guys looking at? So we purchase, well, what's, what's called class B and class C properties, workforce housing. Uh, 90% of our units are in the Houston, Texas area. Uh, very great cost of living, uh, uh, very affordable compared to the rest of the United States. But we've also expanded now to South Texas and South Houston, uh, where we have another 10% of our, of our portfolio down there. What are some of the things that you're seeing in Houston in particular? Great, great market, obviously, in Texas. Um, and as, as far as the market cycle, where we are, what's, what's going on? Because the environment has changed quite a bit since you got in the game. Yeah, for sure. I think in states that don't have a, a state income tax, such as Florida, such as Texas, you're seeing a big migration. Uh, from people that are in those blue states, right, with those democratic states like a California, New York, and they're coming there. Businesses are coming there. It's very business friendly in Texas, very landlord friendly in Texas and in Florida. And so you're seeing uh, big opportunities with migration. And if there's migration, you need housing. Right. And so you're seeing a supply of apartments come in. That can be a challenge at times, right, because you can get everybody wants, you know, they, they joke in Texas, the national bird is the construction crane. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and that's what happens, right? You, you build and it kind of kind of messes it up for everybody else, but you got to learn to operate and the best operator is going to win. You know, just an opportunity to be on this podcast is another way that we communicate our brand, right? So being able to sit out there and stand above the noise is something we, we try to do to make sure that we stand, that we um, are able to get the attention of that prospect. Yeah, very interesting. And that and that's the other thing that you that you talk about quite a bit too, is the importance of using social media for your branding and other technology in real estate to stand out. Is there anything that you can share on that and elaborate? Yeah, I mean everybody has a brand, right? Everybody has a brand. But some are just more well known than others. You know, the biggest beers in the world, Bud Light, Budweiser, right? Michelob, are they really the best tasting beer? Or are they just the best known brand? Right. And so it doesn't matter what business you're in. And I'm in real estate. You can be in restaurant. You can be in a, you can own a car dealership. You know, everybody has a brand, but nobody knows about it if you don't educate them on it. You know, and so for us and what we do in our industry, it used to be everybody would stand up and show up on a Saturday morning. And like, I'm going to rent an apartment today. And you would go and you would tour four or five, six apartment deals. Nobody has that time anymore. But you know what they do? They find you during the week online when they're sitting in their office or when they're in the car and they're listening and they're, what are they doing? They're reading reviews, right? So how does your reputation, how does your reputation look online? Back in the day, we, we would get, you know, uh, a negative review and it, we would pretend like an ostrich and we would put our head in the sand like it didn't exist. And we didn't manage our reputation. And soon those, those little management, those little uh, reputation sites like a Google or a Facebook were only full of negative, uh, negative um, uh, comments, but who's really listing them? It's people that are unhappy because you're forcing them to comply with community policy, like pay the rent, like don't park in somebody else's parking spot. Like, you know, there's different things. Well, but every time, in, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm making this so that it's in, uh, applying towards my industry, but we're soliciting that review. If somebody just renewed their apartment, they've been there for 12 months and they renew again, aren't they happy? Then why aren't you asking them to do a positive review? If somebody just moved into your apartment complex, aren't they happy? Why aren't you having them do a positive review? And you drown out the noise. But then how do they find you, right? Because you've got to show video. You've got to use storytelling online today. People's time is very limited. You've got to get something that, that, that engages them. So we use social media to tell our story. 
We use video throughout our property. We use video to, for my own personal brand as I raise equity. It, it's you've got to tell your story and you use social media because that's where all the attention is at. It's on your phone and you need to learn how to do it. If you don't learn how to do it, then frankly, you deserve to go out of business because that's where the market is today. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, when it comes to wealth creation and looking for for deals, um, is there a framework or a checklist that you draw from that you that you walk through when you analyze deals? Well, again, everything I'm going to say to you relates to multifamily investments, right? But I, I really like to, you know, before I focus so much, you know, here's the power of social media. I focus so much on location. If you can get a property on the corner of Maine and Maine, that the, the closer it is to Maine and Maine, the better you're going to be. Right. Because location used to be in real estate, you know, uh, the, the ABCs of real estate, uh, 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 real estate 101. You wanted to be highly visible. But with social media today, it's not as important because that only gives you the drive by traffic. And that's not necessarily the traffic that you want. You yeah. want the traffic that finds you online. You, because that's where the, the, the higher educated uh, person is, the more astute person. And if they're more astute and they're higher educated, they probably have a deeper pocket. And they're willing to pay a little bit more for, for, for uh, their rental needs, right? And so we, it's, that's not as important. But I do try to find, I try to find properties that are clustered among my other, my other properties. So right now in one of our markets, uh, we have a 73% market share, which means that we can control rental rates in the area. We control uh, different fees. We control the community policies. And we market as one. If I don't have an opening at one property, I can refer them to my sister property uh, half a mile down the road. So I try to, when I get in for what I do, I try to just cluster. I don't go to a new market unless I believe I'm going to buy a thousand units there. If I can't buy a thousand units there, then it's a waste of my time because they're going to be always going to be on an island by themselves and it's always going to be hard to get to them. No one's going to want to drive there. So I try to make sure I have a concentration of units. I also try now, and, and again, try to take the business lesson out of this for whatever business you're in is like, you know, bigger is better. I started out buying a hundred unit deals and that's great. Right. But with a hundred units, you're limited in the amount of bullets you have in your gun. And you need to make sure that you have income. Now, 100 units is great because you only need one manager in the chair and you have enough to pay for one person outside, and like, like an outside maintenance person. And that's great because that improves your renewal retention rates, right? You're, you're that much closer to your customer base. There's nobody in the middle between you and your end user customer. But in time, in today's market, you're competing with bigger properties, 200, 300 unit deals, and they got bigger bigger budgets than you because they generate more income. And the more income you have, the better quality of staff you can hire, the better marketing budget you can have. So if you're into this and you want to be a mom and pop type show, you can buy a smaller deal like I did in the beginning and guard it with your life and, and become that owner operator. But if you're trying to grow your business, you've got to think bigger. Bigger is better. The bigger the property, the more options I have. You don't have an expense problem. You have an income problem. So fix your income problem. Absolutely. You've mentioned tra a trend of people moving from certain states, right? California, Illinois, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and so forth, moving to Florida, moving to Texas, moving to uh, Arizona. Arizona. What are some of the other trends that you're seeing in real estate? And maybe if there's some technology trends that play into some of the things that you see as well, because there's a, there's a lot of development there and the industry is right for disruption. Well, for sure. Number one is standing above the noise. What is your way? How do you get people to know who you are? This goes back to the earlier point is your brand. Your brand will survive a recession. 
your brand will survive a downturn. People will still buy from you if they, if they like you, right? So understand the demographics of where you're advertising and push your brand in that direction. Cultural base, right? Uh, charitable give back. We've got a charitable part of our company called Rockstar Cares, right? Where, where our, our big um, our annual event is our breast cancer walk. And, but we sponsor other events, right? People buy from people that share their same beliefs. And that's all part of your brand. So making sure that your brand stands above the noise, either through video or through podcasts, such as the one that we're on with your show, or communication. Written word is still very important. But communicate, communicate, communicate. Because if you don't promote it, you're demoting it. How do people know you're there? How do they know you exist if you don't tell them? It's not mom and dad anymore saying, don't talk about yourself, stay quiet, color within the lines. No, color outside the lines, be creative, do something that no one else is doing and follow your own map. In the apartment world, in the real estate world, smart homes technology is becoming a big deal. So I'm very excited that right now in our apartment complexes, you can say, Alexa, pay my rent, and you can literally pay your rent. Soon, by hopefully by the end of the year, if not within the next 12 months, you're going to be able to go to your apartment and just use a little key fob and push a button and your door is going to unlock. Or it's going to have a code that if your mom needs to go or your best friend needs to go to your apartment to pick up something for you, you can send them a code. They can go into your door, a one-time code. You can have smart thermostats where you, where you control your thermostat from your phone in your apartment. That, that doesn't exist right now. I live in a very nice part of town in a, a 35th floor of a luxury apartment complex or a, a apartment tower, and I don't have that kind of capability. But we're going to bring it to my portfolio. And I'm really excited about that because I, I love being first. I love being first in market. And that's the other thing too. Do things that disrupt everybody else. Take away the advantage by using technology. Take away the advantage by using your own creativity. Fantastic. Now, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and they're always learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying? What new skill sets are you currently learning? You know, right now is marketing. Everything's all marketing for us. You know, we, we created our whole marketing division of our arm that didn't uh, in, um, exist 24 months ago. Today, it's a seven-person team. It's a videographer. It's writers, journalists that are straight out of school that are telling our story, either to our investors or to LinkedIn articles or, or, or just the wider public. It's being able to, in, it's, um, being able to introduce digital tech, smart homes, uh, the, re- the management of the reputation, everything we can to stand above the noise because brand is everything. Brand is what people buy from, right? And they buy from reviews. When you go to Best Buy or you go to places like that, you don't know what TV to buy. So what do you do? You check out the reviews. Understanding reputation management is a huge piece to us, right? But then also having those bits uh, that help us um, differentiate ourselves and disrupt the market. We're doing things right now in our industry that no one else is doing. And it's just constantly educating yourself. I think you need to find social media personalities that you like. I love Grant Cardone. I was on his show uh, about a year ago. That video went viral. I, I visited with Gary Vaynerchuk with my team last January, February. I forgot when it was. I took a, I took a several-person team. We went up there. We sat down with, with Gary Vaynerchuk for 30 minutes, and we asked him, hey, tell me about what you think you know, uh, um, I should be doing. And getting that kind of knowledge, getting those kind of questions answered from people is very important. So I'm constantly pushing the envelope to meet new people, to network with people who are where I want to be. Yeah. And those two are two big players, especially when it comes to marketing, branding, and getting your message out there. 
for sure. I think I read Grant's the number one marketer in the country, according to Forbes. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk has got six million people that follow him on Instagram. And I've got a chance to meet that guy twice and ask him Q&A with him, just isolated individual Q&A and say, hey, tell me what I can do different. Tell me how to brand different. And you know what he said? Stick to the basics, basic services for what I do in my apartment world. For the real estate world. Well, what does that mean? That means making sure that the hot water works, making yeah. sure that there's enough pressure, making sure that Wi-Fi connectivity, which is not a basic service, but it's become one now in, in 2019, that there's Wi-Fi connectivity, that the cell signal works well. I can tell you right now on the 30-foot floor, my, my, my cell doesn't work well unless I'm connected to the Wi-Fi, right? Making sure that in Houston, Texas, it's not 100, 106 outside and 85 degrees in your apartment because you're going to lose that renewal. So basic service, we change out all the air conditions when we take over a new property because I eliminate that issue from being a factor than moving out. And I thought that was genius. What I learned from Grant Cardone was bigger is better. And I mean, I didn't understand what he meant. Like, no, I'm going to lose the integrity of what we do, the quality control. I can't get too many. I was wrong because with more income, you have more options. You can hire better staff where you're not having to do it all. You can have a bigger marketing budget where instead of running one Facebook ad for the month, you can run three Facebook ads. You can get Google Words, uh, um, a Google AdWords. You can do pay-per-click pay campaigns, but you can't do that if you're small. Those are the two big lessons I learned from those guys. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to connect with as many people that are where I want, that are where I want to be. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. Now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Number one, eliminate the noise. Eliminate the judgment and the criticism of friends and family. Follow your heart. Because that's what your, your body is talking to you. Your heart is telling you what you should be doing, not somebody else. If you want to be where they're at, follow their advice. But the chances are it's not. Follow your heart. Listen to the little voice in your head and go with your own map. Everybody, all these big people that you want to be like started from, from zero. Everybody did. And, they, and the ones that are there is because they, they, uh, they believed in themselves and they followed it. Number one. Number two, educate yourself network, go out there and meet people, find out what, what they know. The people, you know, it, when you, while you eliminate the people that you don't want to know what they know, because they're not where you want to be. The second piece is network with the people that you do want to be like, study them, podcasts, uh, videos, whatever you can. And the final word is just believe in yourself. There's so much negativity out there in this world. It's ridiculous. Everybody wants, and nobody wants you to win right? So you've got to win more. You've got to want that urge to win more than anybody else does. Play to win. Or else, why are you playing? If you're not playing to win, you're just wasting your time. Play to win. Absolutely. Robert, how can my listeners learn more about you, uh, your company, and stay informed of all the projects that you're involved with? Sure. So you can find, find me on Instagram uh, at The Apartment Rockstar. We can, you can find me on LinkedIn at Robert Martinez or The Apartment Rockstar at Facebook, Robert Martinez or The Apartment Rockstar. Or you can go to our websites, at www.rockstarcapital.com uh, and send me a message. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. MC, it was my honor and my pleasure. Congratulations on the show. I'm very excited to be on with you. 
Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Thank you again for joining me on the Cashflow Ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here, please subscribe, rate, and write a review for our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. Until next time, my friend, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.